I'm going to tell you about what happens when you focus on running form. In particular, the good sides, the bad sides, and the average sides. Stay tuned to learn how to get better running form, become a slightly better human, and more on this episode of D-Lake Deliberates. Welcome to D-Lake Deliberates, where we do deep dive stories on uniquely fun topics and ideas, and we show smart runners and endurance athletes, that's hopefully you, how to get 1% better every day so that you can perform amazingly throughout your life. I'm Darren D. Lake, a sub three-hour marathoner and 10-hour Ironman finisher, and I've been in this endurance sport and distance running game for over 25 years. So I have a few things I'd love to share with you on my journey. Oh, and before we get into it, you know the drill. Please make sure you like, subscribe, or do whatever you need to do, follow, etc. Whatever platform that you use, whether that's a podcast if you're listening, or whether that's YouTube if you're watching, or wherever you might be watching or consuming this. And let's get into it. All right, this is your twice-monthly dose of running advice to be dope in life. TLDR, what's coming up? So future things, I like to focus everything around future. When bad running form goes good, um, going to go to my screen here and, uh, is running backwards the way forwards. That's another, uh, <laughs> forwards, forward. It's another one past things, good running form, seven tips to good running form and do this. If you get tired at the end of runs and races and present things, training updates. So yes, this is a bit of a draft mode. So that it says emoji and all that. Um, I need to add the emoji. So you're getting this like in the early versions. So if you're feeling this again, share it out, you know, subscribe, like, etc. Uh, thanks for being here on this crazy ride with me. Um, actually run, I'll scratch that out. And I call this the D Lake creates newsletter. If you haven't already, again, make sure you hit subscribe. Um, it really helps. Like it does help. You got to subscribe. You got to like, and sharing it out. It really, really helps get this out. Uh, as we've done in the past issue, Three Think Thursday is all about time, and I got a whole bunch of links, updates, metaphors, and jokes to keep your brain on its toes. And per usual, hit me with feedback if you're uh, feeling any of this, not feeling it, you want more, you want less, because again, I want all the smoke and steam. Let's do the damn thing. Future things. All right, when running form goes bad. Let's click on this link. Uh, fun emoji. I'm going to try to explain things for people that's on the podcast. Um, and that's the emoji. Uh, sorry, not emoji. That's a meme of... It's either... Uh, is it Cardi B running in heels? I don't know. This guy, James Dunn, is pretty dope. And I think he's a physical therapist. So I won't, uh, I won't talk over him. Let me kind of bring this back. And what's dope about this piece of content is that he's actually flipping where the uh the focus is and it's like actually they're not running well at all they're running actually poorly but um sorry they have bad running form but they actually run really well so this is showing that i think you know the overall genesis of this um not genesis the overall thesis of this is you don't have to have perfect run form to to run well but it's probably nice to get a middle ground, especially for amateur runners. And he actually says something really interesting in here. When we watch elite runners doing what they do best, the majority of the time they make running look simply effortless. It would be easy to assume that to be a world-class runner, you need to have perfect running technique. So I want to come at this from a slightly different angle today and show you that while there are, of course, plenty of elite runners who run beautifully, there are also some whose running styles are somewhat, let's say, unique. 
Let's start with the Ethiopian Shura Katata, who won the London Marathon in 2020 after an epic sprint finish with a finish time of two hours, five minutes, 41 seconds. So uh, just to sum this up, so basically he runs with an overstride, um, this Ethiopian runner, and he actually heel strikes. Not only does he overstride, which is really bad, he also heel strikes, which is, you know, arguably uh, not bad now that new studies say that, but it actually hit him breaking. And what he says, which is interesting, and I'll try to get to the, the point here. Competitive running career has been focused on the marathon distance. He doesn't have the background in training for 5,000 and 10,000 meters on the track that many of the marathon greats did in their earlier careers before focusing on longer distances. So he showed uh, Kipchoge and uh, Bekele and I think even Mo Farah and how they actually ran track. They learned a good running form, good, um, you know, good proper technique and all that. And this is his reason. As such, he's potentially missed out on a lot of the time focused on drills and improving running form. He's a great example, though, of a runner who doesn't fit in the mold of what we think about these days in terms of proper running form, but clearly gets the job done and can compete with the very best distance runners out there. Boom. So that's uh, that, that's a great example right there. And I, I think I, I have, I'm coaching, um, you know, I'll put him on blast, Brandon. And um, he was like, oh, you know, my running form's trash. I know we can work on it. I was like, bro, we need to make your running form the best that it can be for you. And we can make it more effective and more efficient and more economical. Uh, running economy is just another word for, you know, basically your, your, how efficient your running is and your your running gait, which is your running form. So those are like the technical science words. Um, and I was like, let's just focus on, you know, making you the best. Um, you don't have to look pretty. Uh, we, we need to make it the best for you. Um, this is a really, a I think, even better example because the other guy, he didn't look too bad. He looked not as great as the, the pros, uh, sorry, the other runners. Great example of exactly that is the 2012 Olympic silver medalist, Priska Jeptu. She's a fantastic example of a runner who defies all the textbook expectations of how elite athletes should move. You can clearly see her knees driving inwards towards the midline as she weight bears with the feet flicking out to the side. Okay, so he says something interesting. He goes, um, of course, without, and this is if you're not watching, he says, of course, without assessing her in person, it's impossible to know whether the internal rotation of the hip, which causes the knee to drift inwards, is a result of poor glute control or structural hip issue. So um, if you're not watching, her legs are flying out to the sides. And again, if you're not watching, I'm flaring, flailing my, my arms, um, which is really, really interesting. And her arms cross the midsection. So she looks quite amateur and inefficient in a running but she's been doing this for so long that her body has probably become very efficient at this so if you think you have bad run form you you just want to work at being the most efficient possible and there's a lot of drills that work at that but you don't need to like look good it's the whole do you want to look bad winning or you want to look good losing and um <laughs> or is it do you want to look bad losing yeah you, do you want to look bad Bad winning or look good losing. There we go. That's from White Man Can't Jumps. Great movie. I'm going to move forward because you could probably watch the rest of this. Future Darren incoming in three, two, one. All right, future Darren here and just going for a run and totally remember that I forgot to add this to the uh, this piece of content and that is how to stop overstriding or at least stop doing it so much. You can also learn how to midfoot strike and even forefoot strike this way. It's not foolproof, but you can get close to doing that and doing less of the wrong thing and the trick is to dig your big toe act like act like get your brain going digging your big toe into the ground as you uh step each step so each big toe you really dig and you want to like try to act like it's like an anchor and you're springing off like a like a trampoline or a pogo uh, from the ground that small kind of brain switch brain body association sinking 
will allow you to shorten your stride just a tiny bit, uh, push off instead of maybe like, you know, really stretching out as you do. And um, as you know, people that overstride do. And also, you know, landing mid midfoot. And what midfoot strike does is it allows you to land at your center of gravity. So your hips and your foot land close to each other. And that will allow you to have the most amount of power. So take that, uh, Mike Trees. That's from Mike Trees at run.energy. Um, I love that, that tip. And uh, it's not gonna be perfect. And you gotta like really train it. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. All right, take it away, present down. Uh, is running backwards the way forward this is a uh, the running physio running-physio.com and uh basically just benefits of running backwards it's a nice infographic i will blow this up into another screen let's see if we can see this all right cool nice and big Increased aerobic and anaerobic demand can be significant training stimulus even at lower speeds. Backwards running has decreased reliance on the stretch shortening cycle and increased concentric and isometric muscle actions. A lot of science in there. Decreased knee load potentially useful for knee pain as a form of cross training. Decreased maximal running speed approximately 70% of forward running. Uh, so you can actually get the benefits of forward running at only running 70% of your um, of your speed and a couple more things you can check that out in the newsletter i'm gonna leave a little bit for uh, <laughs> for later past things so my uh i did a, a podcast with is a, a, a meme um a gif sorry it's not a meme of uh is this from blackish i forgot his anthony i forgot his name uh kind of falling and you know acting and having fun but i did a really awesome podcast about the seven tips for good run form and i'll go through that really quick with mike trees so yes this is a podcast about a podcast and um tip number one posture tip number two foot plant number three stride length number four arm swing number five cadence number six chords number seven perfection so if you focus on all of those things you will then uh look to have more efficient and better running form and again Click the link if you want to learn more on that. So do this if you get tired at the end of the races. So it's an Instagram post from uh, a while back. Again, this is past, so I'm going back. And uh, I call them power jumps and power skips. It might be another name. Plyometrics have so many different names, so I'm not even going to sit here and act like, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got the perfect name for it. But you can do these as one and two leg jumps. Again, I just call them power jumps. And there's probably a more specific name um, that I, I, I've kind of lost that name. But single leg is extremely hard. So kind of work your way into that definitely do double leg you can also vary it by pausing for two or three seconds and then jumping but all this stuff really helps you with your power and your your stride uh your gait and you know swing through and just becoming more efficient of a runner check that out i got the video of that present things training updates so my training updates so let's uh let me just read this out to you and i'll just explain it 93 percent consistency ratio so two out of 30 days i didn't train uh, i'm actually behind on my overall all sports which i was like whoa i thought 400 hours for the year was low um you know it's if you divide that that's like 300 um it's like 30 hours a month which i usually do eight hours a, a week so that should land proper looks like I'm, I'm slightly under training which is you know when you zoom way out and look at it it's like steering the ship you, you got the ship and it might be one degree off you're like oh i want to end up in india and you end up ending up in america uh christopher columbus so yeah like just one percent off can throw you off and you gotta always you know every few weeks like go wait what am i doing here you know because if you kept doing that for like six months 12 months you'd be like wow i really under training i didn't know that because i was one or two weeks one or two hours short per week um i'll just read this verbatim 
So April was the month I got back into it, but I just didn't have enough time before my 5K race in May. A recap is coming soon. I'm actually recording that today to be 100% ready. So I kept going through and wanted to see how well I could race when I wasn't 100%. The one thing I made sure of to do something, even if it was 20 minutes of easy run walking or a half-assed hit session in the gym, while I didn't gain fitness and I actually lost a bit, if I didn't stay consistent, I could have lost way more and just generally felt like absolute trash. This was a great test of how to deal with things when they don't go my way. The saying, what people do when ish is going bad is a true testament to who they are as a person. And that couldn't be closer to the truth. And I kept saying that to myself over and over and over. Notable quotables. I love these. They keep me grounded. Feeling unsteady is not a sign of instability. It's often a path to progress. Adam Grant, uh, more on this because it's applicable to how I feel at the moment. Standing still feels secure, but gaining momentum to move forward requires tilt or sway. Walking is controlled falling. Being in equilibrium, perfect balance, breeds comfort. Feeling off balance leads to growth. Again, Adam Grant with two M's on Twitter. Uh, that's just so applicable for running, for relationships, for work, for life, etc. Got a cool little uh, kind of drawing from Research Doodles at Research Doodles. Check them out on Instagram. And um, the drawing is one person on the left standing still, perfect balance, and one person on the right actually moving forward on a, uh, a tight tightrope on a balance beam of sorts. And when you move forward, you kind of sway back and forth. And that's when the growth happens. You obviously get that. And I think we're good here for May 2023. Nice little GIF. If you need a coach, I'm offering coaching. Uh, it's limited to advising, really. So think of like a general practitioner, a GP. Um, you're like just doctor you go to and then they refer you to specialist. I can come there, do audits on your training plans, um, look at different things that you might be doing better, worse, uh, and just kind of be like, you know, a one-off or a two-off person, give you training plans, et cetera. So hit me up. Uh, there's usually a PPS in there. Didn't do that one just yet. I'll probably put it in. Um, so apologies if you're, you came in for the PPS, but you know what? Go listen and read to the newsletter. Go read the newsletter. Subscribe to it if you haven't. I appreciate all of you hanging on for this. Again, it's just a trial. I'm just doing a few of these to see how I go. And uh, I like them. I like them. They're really casual. I get to talk to you through something that I spend a lot of time on. And uh, that's about it. Take it out. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow D-Lit Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. 
Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.